So how's uh, how's your day been? Uh good. Just uh, been in the gym all morning, and uh, had some fights last night. So I was out coaching, got home kind of late, had to get up and get that workout in, and just now finally got back. How's the uh, how's the pandemic been on your training? I mean, I hear a lot of people being like, oh, I'm just taking it off. Other people have been uh, working harder, uh, doing a lot more cardio. What was the pandemic like for you in your training? Uh, a little bit of both. It was one of those where uh, at the beginning of it, I was still training very hard, but I thought I was going to fight in April. So, you know, it was one of those where like, I still had to keep training no matter what and kind of keep going. So it started off that way. And then once the uh, – the card got canceled and all that stuff kind of kind of happened i was now I, I feel like i've been in the fight camp for a long time uh, i thought i was gonna fight in, in january uh the opponent they were wanting just wouldn't take the fight so it got pushed back and then i got a new opponent for april and all this stuff happened so uh once i did have to like officially shut the gym down and uh and the fight got canceled and that stuff i took a I took a few weeks of just relaxing and spending time with family and like just uh just slowing life down i mean it was it was needed it was it was it was, it was overdue it was really overdue just kind of spend time with uh with a little one the family like you know just it was uh i know a lot of people are going through some really hard times in that in that moment but like i feel like for me uh i really kind of tried to like find some positive and that was a huge positive out of it for me so I did take a little bit of time off, but then you know I got right back in the gym, and I feel like my cardio was right there already. Like it didn't take very, it didn't take much time to to get back to where I was, and uh, and already kind of got a, a fight on the books and just uh, get right back after it. So I mean, it was uh, it was it was a really nice time to like just slow life down, but uh, I was still in the beginning and the end of it, it was like still training really hard. So I was kind of a little bit of both on my end. Describe what it's like to have a fight fall through. I, I mean, understandably, it fell through with everything going on. But, I mean, as a fan, it's kind of hard to visualize. All right, like, I'll just delay my next fight. I'll fight someone else. But as a fighter who's training specifically for a certain fight style, what's it like to have that fall through? Uh, man, it's part of the sport. You know, it's one of those where it's part of the sport. It happens. I get that. But, uh, you know, now, like, at this point, it – uh. I don't know. It's hard. It's a little bit hard to find certain. There's there's different ways to look at it. There's, uh, you know, a fight might fall through, and then they might get a, you know, a replacement, and then stylistically things change. So there, there's definitely that aspect of it. There's also just, I mean, this is still a job for us, you know. Like, so I fought at the uh, end of last, you know, I fought at the end of last year. I, uh, you know, dropped a close decision. So don't don't get a don't get a full paycheck on that one i want a fast turnaround and come right back so i, I thought january would be good you know and then yeah. push back to april push and then you know now we're we're in uh look at the end of august hopefully you know i mean like you still never know like there's people dropping off these cards like crazy people feel great they're still tested positive and can't fight so it's a it's a really strange time and i just like it, it's hard to get uh like oh well we you know we avoided that like we stay like what like i mean you just you just don't know until i mean look at trevor giles like passed out right before the car like, like, like you just at this point like i'm just not gonna like think my fight's gonna happen until i'm in there and he's facing me and i shut the door like all right i think we could good uh we're good to go uh, to go now so it's uh yeah it's a hard time right now man it's really weird um 
you know, some guys are able to stay active and just get right back in there and stay busy. Uh, some of these other weight classes are a little bit harder to do that. So I'm hoping we can get this one out, out of the way and, and, uh, and stay active. That's something I was wanting to do when I moved back to 85, but there's been a lot of stuff going on that just uh, hasn't been the case lately. So, yeah, there, there's two things. It's one, have to prepare for, prepare for someone new in a different style. And then, I mean, another is just like if it just keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed, I mean, that means your, your paycheck gets delayed and delayed and delayed, and, you know. Luckily, I, I try to, I've got other stuff, you know, I own a gym, I own another business and stuff like that, that I, you know, supplements things, but still, it uh, it's kind of a scary deal whenever your, your big lump sum paychecks that you get uh, aren't as consistent right now. So you, you touched on moving up to 185. How significant has that been for your career, both mentally and physically? Uh, it, was, it, it was a long time coming. Uh, I, I really never, I never thought I could make 70. And, you know, Tyler Minton is a phenomenal nutritionist. He helped me get down there to it. it it's just, it just was really rough. Uh, I was make, I could make the weight, but the ability to recover enough to fight at the pace that I really need to be competing at uh, was, was very, very hard. So, like, I, I, I was getting finishes. But the fights that were that were really kind of getting pushed in deep water, it was hard for me to push my body uh, over and over and over again to do that. So uh, now being at middleweight, I back up to middleweight. I feel like I have kind of full reign, uh, and it's taken me a couple fights to like get over that that mental block. I think of like, hey, like we're good. We can like we can let loose. We can go. Like we're in great shape. Our cardio's there. Like don't be. Uh, you know, you don't have to hold the reins back. And afraid that your body is just gonna like shut down or like you know give out. Uh, so I'm still uh, I feel like I'm just now kind of mentally even get back to that point. I'm kind of excited for this uh, you know the next the next fight and hopefully uh, I get to kind of prove the, that making that jump is really a good thing. Which I mean you know I've already had to prove it. You know I had to, <laughs> I had to dig deep and grind on the uh, the Trevor Smith fight. You know I, I shattered my orbital in like first seven seconds of that fight and just really had to dig deep and. And battle it out and stuff, but uh, uh, it would been hard to do at 170 for stuff like that. Like, it's just uh, that was the main thing, you know, just the the hard way cut in the recovery uh, and stuff. So, I think I think with the middleweight kind of just help relieve a little of some of that stress and, and pressure mentally, physically, and everything. Even your last performance, I mean, it was you were facing Omari Ahmedov, who. I mean, even against Chris Weidman, was it last weekend? He looked super, super impressive. Is it a little bit bittersweet knowing that you were that close to beating him and you could have been getting the, the Chris Weidmans or the other guys in the top 15? Is it a bit bittersweet knowing you lost that? Or is it a little bit reassuring knowing, like, you know what, he's facing those guys, I'm a fight away? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, uh, I always try to stay very positive on my outlook on stuff. But, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's, it's obvious, you know, you uh, – you know, if I won that fight, I'm right right there in the uh, top 15. Like, he got ranked, like, right after that fight. Uh, so, knowing that would have been me, I would have had these guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely in the back of my mind. But, you know, I, whatever. I, I dropped him. I didn't finish up. I didn't, I didn't finish the fight like I should have. You know, I didn't, uh, didn't stop takedown, whatever. You know, I mean, I felt like I was laying the hard strikes. Uh, even on the ground. He, you know, he was able to take me down, but I never really felt in danger. Uh, I was able to kind of like start setting up Kamora's. Just never was able to finish. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
there I, I feel really really good about that fight minus like giving a couple takedowns which i ultimately i think you know lost me the scorecard so uh knowing that knowing that he's right there tells me that i'm doing something right i'm right there as well i just have to uh just gotta string those wins together do my thing and uh you know, and, and it'll be my name with these guys too. And, and, and I know I can compete with the best guys in the world. It's just getting the opportunity. So you've got a big fight now in two weeks. Uh, Alessio DiCirico, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, <laughs> you, uh, how do you view him as an opponent? Uh, with, man, with him, he, uh, he hits hard. You know, he hits hard. He counters well. He, uh, he's a good guy, like, uh, keeping his range, he, he's a good range guy. He'll keep his range and he'll crash him with some big, uh, some big power strikes. You know, he'll wrestle some. And he can mix it up. Uh, I cornered against him when Julian Marquez fought him, so you know I, I already got to see some uh, up close, personal, uh, I guess, experience with him a little bit more than some other fighters. So uh, he definitely does well with some, uh, certain things. Um, you know, with I feel like. I have all of the finishing factors in the fight. I think I have the power to to finish the fight standing. He's hard to finish, like I understand that as well. But uh, you know, and I think just I'm really good finding submissions and and scrambles and all that stuff. So uh, I, I feel like his his road to victory is like stay out of my range, stay out of my power, and just like kind of land something and get away and land something and get away and just kind of like outpoint me. And I feel like I have a lot more ways to win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those where I feel like this fight's more, more the battle against myself. You know, if I, if I show up and, uh, and I fight the way I, I, I can and the way I need to, like, it's going to be hard to beat me. Um, and then I, I don't see there, there be any chance of him beating me if, if that, you know, if that guy shows up. Uh, but if I sit there and just kind of stand in front and hang out and, you know, a couple you know, of fights I've done and, and not throwing much volume and just kind of let someone out volume me and uh, and kind of get away with it, like, you know, I, I've, I've had that happen in the past and I just can't allow it to happen. And that's, uh, I feel like that's his best case to win. So, but in reality, it's uh, it's all on me. Yeah, describe what that's like. I mean, as a fan watching from home, like I've been, there have been times where I'm watching guys I look up to or guys that I, I admire, and I'm like, man, just let loose. Like, why aren't you fighting your style? But describe what it's like being in there and, and what makes it so hard to just flick that switch. Yeah, it's a couple different things. I mean, the one, so not that I have like a ton of knockouts on my record, but like I've, I've dropped a lot of people. Like, uh, I have a lot of power in my hands. Now that's, and you'll see some of this, like with these big knockout guys, is sometimes it's a, a blessing and a curse, you know. So uh, you'll you'll start relying on it a little bit more. So you're like, oh, I just need the one, you know. Like I just need the one to like change the uh, the way the fight's going, you know. Like it might not be like a clean knockout, but like you you land hard one, like you're gonna force a bad shot that goes from there, or you drop them and and whatever, right? So. Sometimes you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting and like instead of forcing like throwing combinations and setting it up, uh, sometimes you're just kind of waiting for the one big shot to come and you know whenever you never land it clean or whatever they block it like you know and then they throw a couple more jabs and stuff that like doesn't really ever bother you in like a fight but in the sport it's scoring and and everything when it does get to the judges if you end up don't find a way to finish the fight you know, all of a sudden you're losing and you're like, Oh, I guess I probably should have done something different. 
So, like, there's that, you know, and, and like I said, some stuff with 170, it was a little more worried about, like, just letting go and, like, wearing yourself out and stuff, uh, not knowing if I, how recovered my body was and everything. And then, I mean, yeah, there, there's some days that you just shit the bed, you show up and, like, you're like, hey, go, and you're just not going to go. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just different. You know, every, everything's different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like with – you'll see it a lot more with power guys yeah. because you know or they'll they'll land a big shot and they know it hurts so like they go to the well so much with that same shot instead instead of just kind of flowing and go right back to the blend of everything and stuff like we should so it's uh that's where you'll really notice it is when you see more power guys like you all the romero like you get some of these yeah, you know like the uh, what, what was the the i mean the oh man the fight that just disgusted everybody uh Nganu and uh yeah, lewis yeah. Right, you're like, oh, someone's going to sleep. But finally, they're like, oh, hey, this guy's got some big power, too. So they're just, like, staring at each other. It was like, I need the one, but I don't know if I want to eat yours to get to it. You know, so, like, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there's it was so many different reasons why you kind of get some of those stalemate uh, situations and stuff. But uh, a lot of times it's with power and, and respect of power. Uh, another thing that's been very, very interesting is this empty arena feel. I mean, obviously you've competed on the the Ultimate Fighter, so you've you kind of have a taste for it. But it's been a while since you uh, since you fought in an empty arena. Describe what that's like, and do you think it's going to benefit your performance being able to hear the corner, or do you think it's going to hinder you not being able to feed off the crowd? Uh, wait, we'll find out. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I did find the Ultimate Fighter. There was uh, it is a different feel. I mean, like. The the first fight is one I really think that would have mattered, but I had like a seven second knockout, so it it really wasn't anything. The it it wasn't that weird fighting without a crowd the second time I fought. It was more awkward of like I was practicing in that room every day and in that cage, so it felt like practice. You know, it was like it was just a training session. It wasn't so that was really awkward. Like. But the first day, it was like, hey, like, this is the cage, this arena. But, like, whenever you're in there for, you know, whatever, five weeks training and, and then you fight. And that was that was really weird with the ultimate fight. That was much different than not having many, uh, many fans. Uh, I'm really good at, uh, at listening to my corner. Like, I don't care how, how loud it gets. I think Dublin is the only place where I couldn't hear my corner. Uh, so, that's a, I just have a tuned ear, I think, from years of wrestling stuff. I just... I'm really, that's one thing I'm really, really good at is being able to hear my corner and just kind of like trust them and, uh, and flow off of it. So being, I guess being able to hear them better, uh, or easier without like them to have to yell <laughs> will be nice. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a type of person. I think I do like to feed off the crowd, but I mean, I really don't know if it's gonna like really change the way I fight. So, There's the, say. uh, yeah, you haven't been training at the Apex, but you've been training down the street at the PI. Describe mm -hmm. what the PI is like. I mean, I, you hear so much about it. It's like, man, it sounds like a state-of-the-art facility. As someone who's trained in it, what's it like? Uh, it's not. I mean, so, like, as a training facility, it, it's phenomenal. Like, they've got uh, – I mean, they got some, some great trainers for strength conditioning. They've got all the high-tech stuff of, like, doing all your VO2 max, all these different – uh, strength training tests and stuff that they can do your stuff. You know, they machines where they can see whatever your body weighs with, you know, just the, the muscle and the bone and organs. All It's like just uh, amazing uh, physical therapy crew, like all that stuff. Like they have 
the state of the art uh, stuff there. But I mean, you still like they don't have uh, they don't have their specific coaches. You know, like you still have to bring in your MMA coach, your jiu-jitsu coach. So like they have a really nice you know spot. So if uh, which was nice. So like last week we had a lot of teammates that were fighting. So I could go out there and me and my coach would still get some work done while we're out there. Uh, you know, Anthony Smith is out there training with me too. So. Uh, it's nice to have a really good facility that we can go and get taken care of, but like all the recovery and all that stuff is just, uh, it's phenomenal. Like, but it, it's nice. Like if you lived out there, it's great to like have that stuff for the food prepped for you, made for you. All that stuff is great. The recovery, the strength and conditioning, but like you still got to have your, uh, your team and your, your coach that you trust and everything. And, you know, they've got some of those out in Vegas. You know, I really uh, love the uh, the crew I have out in Denver and in Kansas City. So um, it, it's nice when some of those guys can travel with you if, like, you're just there already and, and stuff. But uh, it's it's a phenomenal facility. But, I mean, you know, I'd trade most of that stuff in for a good culture of a team and a great coach. Yeah, I've heard both. I've heard a lot of people say, like, I want big names. I want to go to a big gym. Other people are like, I like loyalty. I like being with my close group. It feels more like a family. So it is nice to hear that. I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll uh, and then I'll let you go. I kind of built this platform I have in MMA based on making matchups. That being said, is there anybody in particular, whether it be someone you dislike, someone you want to avenge a loss to, or just someone that you've uh, looked up to for a while that you'd like to test your skills against or fight? So I have a few. Um, there's like I don't really have anybody I dislike. Like I just it, it is a business for me. I, I don't get emotional and you know any of this stuff. Uh, I'm not a huge rematch person. Uh, I I do have a little kind of nasty taste in my mouth with my last fight, and it not, nothing to do with like Omari or anything. It was the the environment, the situation was just unbearable and it was ridiculous and it wasn't professional at all. Uh, now, obviously, I think they fixed a ton of stuff uh, with Fight Island and Abu Dhabi, but, like, I was one of the first fights. Like, I fought during the day. It was 116 degrees out. My air conditioner my locker room was broke. I couldn't even warm up. I was profusely sweating. Like, I'm sitting there. I had – I laid down with ice on my head. Like, that was – it was just miserable. You know, like, uh, it, it brought back, like, the whole uh, 170 thing where, like, I was scared to do anything because, like, I thought I was going to, like, overheat and just gas out. You know, I, I, I dropped him and like literally I was slipping. It was just, it was just terrible. So uh, I, there were some other things I needed to, to address in the fight that helped I, me win. Helped he me. had to deal with some of this stuff as well. So like it's not full excuses of, of that, but like uh, I just I, I wouldn't have mind to have that fight back on a, a normal venue, a normal event and stuff uh, would be kind of nice. Uh, the bigger one, I guess, would be like it'd be great to like be able to fight like Anderson Silva, something like that. You know, so he's I grew up watching. He's a he's a legend of the sport. He's phenomenal. Um, you know, and if I am like knocking on the the top fifteen deal, and you know, if he's still in the game and stuff, like it'd be kind of fun. Uh, it'd be fun to be able to step in just to say you fought him and stuff. And I mean, I, and not that I can't compete with him because I think I can, but it's you know, it'd be a cool name. And I think a hell of a fight that'd be just fun, uh, which he, he kind of jumped the uh, jumped the rankings on me just because he had an amazing win uh, when he came up to 85. But uh, I always thought the Darren Till fight would be really fun. I thought that uh, for both of us at welterweight would be good. 
just big, big southpaws that hit hard. Uh, I thought that'd be a fun fight at welterweight, and then now we're both at, at middleweight. So, uh, you know, he, he's a little higher in the rankings now because of the kill, you know, him beating Kelvin. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those where I think that'd be a fun matchup as well. Yeah, Darren Till is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And same with, yeah. I mean, like you said, Anderson. That would be an unbelievable fight. Uh, yeah. Very experienced guys in the octagon as well. Yeah. I'll ask so, you one last question. Prediction yeah. for uh, Izzy versus uh, versus Costa. Izzy and Costa, man. Uh, I've been on the fence on that one. I'm, I was never really on the Costa hype train. I was impressed with the, his last win with Yoel. Uh, just the scrambling he was doing with Yoel and some of the movement. He, uh, he did kind of win me over a little bit on that one. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be enough to beat, to beat Izzy. Um, I mean, he's got some crazy power, but I'm going to go with, I'm going to stay with the champ. I'm going to say Adesanya wins it. Uh, but I could be completely wrong. So, and, uh, and big fights tonight, DC versus, uh, Steve A. Uh, I've been back and forth on this. Me, me too. Me too. I literally, like, one day I'm like, ah, no, it's going to be Stipe. I'm like, nah, DC, you know, it's a swan song. It's going to be done, blah, blah, blah. Like, ah, I, I just keep with all the factors. I think DC did a good job of keeping his weight in check. Uh, like, he, you know, he wanted to make sure he had his – he had the nutritionist there the whole time for performance and not, like, not necessarily just, like – trying to cut weight and stuff like that. So I think him doing it the right way that way. Uh, I think the small cage can help, uh, you know, him him willing to or say he's going to wrestle more. I think he's going to learn. He did really well uh, in, the, in the last fight even, you know, he just started wearing down with the body shots. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say DC, but I've been, I've, I've been flip-flopping like crazy, but, but I was, today's the day and I'm going to, I'm going to say DC. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time to talk to me. I appreciate it. Um, and best of luck in two weeks. Cool. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Stay safe. Sure.